Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Blissful Love with Devin McMahon. I am so excited to have another guest on the show today, Brooke Michio. Brooke Michio is a YouTube star, as you would call her. She does all things social media. She is an awesome person. She's so easy to talk to, so easy to connect with, and she's just super cool and authentic, guys. I really wanted to have her on the show because she's 23 years old, trying to navigate through her adulthood. She just moved to New York City from Boston. Um, She originally is from New York, so she's back in her old stomping grounds, and she is super excited about it, and I am very happy for her. So I won't spoil too much about Brooke. You guys can get to know her on your own listening to this episode, which I'm super excited about. So without further ado, let's get going. Hello, Brooke. Welcome to Blissful Lab. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. It's so funny when I like think about people that I want to have on, I always try to find people that I feel like I can connect to and like relate to through their content, through their art, whatever they do. And I feel like you're just one of the most relatable people that I've listened to like on podcasts oh my and gosh, honored. <laughs> yeah I just feel like you're super authentic and you always just give whatever you are feeling and I like that about you thank so, you I yes. try <laughs> yes I'm happy to have you here so how about you just introduce yourself tell everybody who you are what you do and where you're living now sure so I'm 23 years old um I I just moved to New York City about a week about a week Um, (laughs) no but actually thank you from Boston um but amid the pandemic I went home I'm originally from Long Island New York and I guess by nature I am a YouTuber I've been doing YouTube on this account since I was about 13 and then with that all the other forms of social media and about two years ago I started a podcast with my best friend Danielle so I have a podcast too um I have held jobs and internships along the way but right now I'm doing uh YouTube all that stuff full-time, which is fantastic, and I love it. Um, just living the dream, the post-grad struggle. <laughs> yeah, legit, the post-grad, grad, post-grad, post-grad struggle. I am 25, so I've been through that, and then after going to grad school, I'm, like, still living the post-grad struggle, so I, I feel get that. It. A lot <laughs> of my so friends, funny. like, ended up going to grad school, too, because they were, like, we're so, like, cultured, I feel yeah. like, as humans, like, be a school a, a product of like going to school I guess so like mm-hmm. I completely understand that a lot of people opt for more school but it also makes you more like qualified and stuff so often I now I feel like just my undergrad isn't enough so I completely understand that yeah and just in general I feel like school it's not for everybody but if it is something that you like even if you never use it it's like just taking classes is humbling so like having humbling. you know and like having having to sit down and study or having to sit down and meet a deadline is like important for everyone yeah. and anyone you know what i mean no i completely agree it's really critical skills that you need yeah to yeah absolutely um okay so my two questions what makes you feel blissful today and how will you propel your love today you can answer whichever one you want to first Okay, what makes me feel blissful, um, I would say, is over the past, like, week and stuff of just moving here, I just feel such a sense of gratitude, uh, I guess, amongst all elements, I'll say, 
I feel blissful in terms of gratitude for this beautiful apartment that I live in. That's what I'll say today, uh, just because that's what I've been feeling. And I've been spending a lot of time here, obviously, with the pandemic and stuff, not really going outside too much. Um, and I just feel super thankful that everything kind of led me here. I feel like I've had some years of my life that might not have been the best, but everything kind of makes sense now that I'm here. Um, I'm thankful for my family for moving me in and just my followers for supporting my lifestyle and all those things. Yeah. Um, and then I guess how will I propel my love? Um, well, today is a big podcasting day. So I'm recording with you and two other podcasts too. So I just, I love like communicating back with my followers and like interacting. I'm going to give my parents a call later. I love like just, I'm a very extroverted person. So while I live alone, I try to, uh, reach out in any way I can, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Um, that was like another thing that kind of made me gravitate towards you too, is like seeing your relationship with your family. Um, I feel like at our age, there's not many people that are as close to their family members, like outwardly as people like us. Um, and it's really important because I have had like losses in my life with family members and friends, and it has opened my eyes to how important it is to reach out to the people that you love. Um, and I think that that's really cool about you. Like watching your relationship with your mom always makes me laugh. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like we're so similar with our moms. It's so funny, but um, oh, that's so yeah, no. So I love that you have that relationship with them and I love that you like put them on your YouTube and like everything with them it's so it's so cool I love it thank um, you yeah of course <laughs> so what for all right let's back up a little bit so okay. you when you left college you had a nine-to-five job that's why you moved I to did. Boston yes so what did the leap look like for you going from having a nine-to-five job to deciding to work for yourself and pursue YouTube your podcast and social media full-time yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people think it was like an overnight decision. It definitely was not. It was something that even when I was like applying for jobs, it was on the back burner of my mind, but I just knew like financially it probably wasn't like the smartest, smartest move. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that those extra months of working at doing everything as my side hustle, in addition to like having my salary, I was able to save and grow my channels. And that's kind of what ultimately like led up to me being able to afford to leave the job because I don't, I, I encourage everybody to do and follow their heart and do what makes you happy. But at the same time, I don't want to be out here encouraging everybody to quit their jobs. Like I hate that I'm like the girl who quit her job now. And I know that I'll always be that, but I, I, I do want to encourage my followers to be smart, you know, think yeah. through decisions and um, have some savings. You know, you never know where life is going and it's just really unpredictable, especially in these crazy times. It's like mm -hmm. we don't really know what's happening. Um, so it was definitely odd. Then one day, all of a sudden, I was like, wait, I don't have to go to work today. Um, pretty crazy. But I have done YouTube full-time, I guess, for pockets of my life, like over breaks from college and things like that. Because I've been doing YouTube, like I said, since I was 13 and social media. Uh, the podcast was a newer addition to everything. But there were just so many projects and things I wanted to take on that I kept having to say no with my job, I guess, or things that had quicker turnarounds like it was like hey you know this awesome sponsored opportunity but like I need the content by Friday and I was like I simply can't like I'm too busy I'm overworked I was so tired and honestly just emotionally like it was a really rough time in my life mm -hmm. um but I'm very thankful to have made it through <laughs> yeah absolutely and I feel like it's pretty inspiring that you did that too because I mean, like you said, like obviously you don't want to encourage like these 15 yeah. year olds to like <laughs> yeah. don't go to college and just you can do whatever you want to do. And I agree. Like, I think you can do whatever you want to do. Like there is no, I don't know. I feel like we live in this like box 
a lot of us that it's like, you need to go to college and then you need to do this nine to five job. And it's like, not necessarily. I mean, it's good to go to school and have that as like a fallback. Um, and it's just, education is just awesome. You know, like we can always totally. learn more, but I, so I went to Bridgewater state, um, oh, awesome. for, for undergrad. Yeah. And then I went to William James for grad school. So obviously I've been in I feel like I've been in college for like 50 years. And then I left and had a job, whatever, and kind of was like, okay, like, I don't feel like I'm filling my cup. Like, I don't know what's missing. I don't know what's going on, but something, is that your fire alarm? <laughs> I don't know what just went off. Sorry. Did you just hear that beep too? Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's see what this is. Hold on one sec. <laughs> yeah, no worries. No, I don't think it's my fire alarm, but I, I don't quite know what that was though. What the heck? Do you have like a, a doorbell? <laughs> Oh, it might have been my dishwasher. Sorry, I'm still getting okay. used to all the appliances no, here, it's too. Okay. Like, all the noises, because I hear something beep, and I know that sometimes there's, like, I leave the fridge open and it beeps, but I, I'm getting used to all the uh, various alarms and things. Oh, my Sorry God, about that. that is so funny. No worries. I was scared. I was like, is someone here? Like, I'd be the same way if I looked yeah. at I'd be like, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, no, I feel like, so I kind of was following a path that, almost like I thought I was supposed to follow, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I get that. I knew that my parents really wanted me to go to college and whatever, but it's funny because when I talk to my parents about it now, like now my goal is to eventually work for myself and open a little plants bliss love shop and do my podcast and keep networking and finding all the people and doing all the things and doing like some sort of like traveling with this. And I was stuck in this box again of like, this nine to five job and because I thought it was like satisfying others or something I don't know or maybe it was just like scary to make the leap to be like yeah. I'm gonna leave it but it it takes like seeing someone else to do it to be like wait like this is reality like I can do it and I remember like when you did it it was a while ago so I feel like I wasn't there yet but I remember watching it and being like huh I wonder I wonder <laughs> what I where I will end up in my life and it's like it's just so crazy because we're still obviously so young, but that's why it's so important to like do things like this and whatever direction or whatever choice you decide to make, it's like, go with it and go with it full force. Like don't half-ass it. Like, you know, if you decide to quit your job and you want to pursue someone else, do it. Your dishwasher agree. is like, you need I to. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I think it's just saying it's done. I, that's so funny. I, it's good. Um, I completely agree though. Uh, well, congratulations to you, I guess, then, right? Because now you're yeah. doing... So Thank you. is everything you're doing side hustle or main hustle now? So I... So in order for me to, like, be completely done with grad school, I have to finish my boards. And to be honest, like, I've taken my boards a couple times. And I think that the reason why I haven't had success is because I have so, much other, so many other things going on and I'm not fully in it anymore. So I have, like, an amazing family and amazing friends and amazing boyfriend that has supported me so much and been like listen like step back for the summer don't study for your tests don't think about it put it on the back burner for now do plants bliss love do your podcast like give it your all and then re like reevaluate in the fall so for now my goal is still to do plants bliss love full-time I still have clients that I see part-time just because it's like Obviously, I'm building this up, so I need the yeah, financial of stability. <laughs> of course, of course. But, Trust me. That's why I encourage people not to quit, because I'm like, if you're going to be, you know, 
you're going to be evicted from your apartment or whatever it is. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not worth it. Not like, worth it's it. not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not worth it. But yeah, so that's my goal. I do, I am like somebody that believes in you shouldn't quit something you haven't finished. So I do want to pass that test because I'm like, I don't ever want to look back and be like, I just gave up on it. Even if I don't ever become a BCBA, which is what I'm pursuing, like, I want to at least be like, I freaking kept taking it. I passed it finally. You know what I mean? So I will do that someday, whenever that may be. But I, my end goal is to quit my job and to do plans plus love and work for myself. So I will get there. I know I will. Yes, I am manifesting it every single day and working towards it. So I have faith, but yeah, no, it's cool to watch people do that. And I feel like it's funny that you said like, you're the girl that quit her job, (laughs) but I feel like, no, I feel like that's so awesome. Like you're the girl that did a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I try to go for more of that angle. Yeah. Because at least I tried it, you know, at least I did not even at least I know everybody's path is different. So I'm not judging or shaming anybody for whatever they end up doing, but I, I did go to college, which I know is unlike many YouTubers, honestly, yeah. just even finishing college is an accomplishment. It is. Um, and then I guess trying something. And I think I'm just learning. I think I'm just pretty brave with trying new things and being outspoken when they don't work out for me. And yeah. like, I think that that's more important than preaching like these crazy, like workaholic lifestyles. I don't know. Absolutely. I remember like the first two times I took my test and didn't pass. I was like, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm not going to tell anybody. And then I'm like, why? People need to know that like things don't work out and things yeah. aren't easy. You know, like people need to know that and like see that this there's, it's hard. Like life is hard, Yeah. you know? And it's like, I, that's cool. I like that that's how you are because it's important. It's like, if you were always just showing things that were simple and going well in your life and like everything is working out, like people would, that's what I like about you. Like people would be like, what the heck? Like everything's great. And I think that that's, I'm not, again, I'm not knocking anyone either, but I think that's a big part about YouTube is a lot of people show it's like a highlight reel, which is fine. And it's great. And that's why people like to watch it because it's, it's good vibes and it's a good time and it's a good thing to watch. But it's like when people show the other stuff, is when you really get to like know people behind the scenes and it's I I think it's important especially because you guys a lot of YouTube people like have a lot of young audiences yeah they're always seeing this highlight reel it's like okay start at YouTube and then you'll move to New York City (laughs) yeah you know what I mean so it's cool um do you think that you would ever try to go back to balancing a nine to five and doing what you do now or do you feel like you want to put all of your like energy solely into YouTube social media being an influencer yeah, um, I, I definitely foresee myself doing this for the near future, or if anything, I, I do plan to like start businesses of my own, or mm-hmm. maybe, I don't really feel like I have all the knowledge to do consulting, but I've had inquiries from like yep. smaller businesses and stuff that are like, hey, like, could you help us, you know, with our Instagram? Um, so I'd be happy to like do stuff like that. Um, and if I ever were to go back, which I don't foresee, like, like I said, I want to really try to do this while I'm young, um, but I would probably not want to do something so corporate. Yeah, Just because I don't, I don't think my personality really is suit, suits corporate. I'm more like all over the place. Like I want to get super involved, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that you're like going to college and working and all that, and just your degree in general too, have helped you to develop your career and working for yourself? Like, do you feel oh, like completely. it helped? Yeah, yeah. I majored in marketing, so I was in the business oh, school. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I had really 
seen a, a different side of business, I guess, because growing up, I'd always done YouTube. I was like replying to business emails at like 16 years old, who Lord knows what I said, because they were probably absurd, but I was doing it. And my parents like never helped me with that stuff. They were always like around to help, but I was like, I'm going to do it. Like I'm a business gal, like whatever. <laughs> um, and I got to college and like learned all that stuff. And, but I felt like so much of what I was learning um, I was like impressed that I had already had like a baseline understanding of it um, totally. in terms of like the marketing stuff, but then taking classes in finance and accounting, like that helped a bunch. Yeah. So you said that you started doing YouTube when you were 13, right? On this channel. So I've actually like, I'm like a real OG. I've been doing YouTube like earlier than that. Oh I my God. Yeah. I had another channel with my friends where we did skits and like music videos. That's so cute. When I was in middle school. Yeah. Um, and it was super fun. And then I kind of, all my friends were like, this is weird. Like, can you delete the videos? And I was like, totally. Luckily, I didn't delete them. I only privated them. So I still oh, have good. them, good. which is good. Because yeah. so many people have like an erased youth because they like deleted everything. <laughs> I know, but I'm glad that I still have mine. Started in a new channel. I waited a, a beat, like I would say like a few months. And then in high school, I started this new channel. And it took a while to get off the ground. You know, it was definitely still strange at first. Uh, it was just a different generation then. Now yeah. I think everybody and their mother literally has a yeah. YouTube channel now, but yeah. back then it definitely was not that way. Yeah. So when did it like kind of take off? Like how old were you when you started realizing like, oh wow, this is kind of something I can really pursue? Yeah. Um, so I was, I remember like one pivotal moment I was either, I think I was 17. I had just turned 17. I was working, I worked in an Italian ice slash like ice cream shop like basically from my 16th birthday on, but I even mm -hmm. had a job before that. I've always been working. I just like always liked having money, having my own money. I, I hated asking my parents for money. And they were always like so kind to like support me and my dreams and all that. But I was like, no, I want to earn my own money. So I was working. And I remember it more increasingly and increasingly I would have like, I was doing YouTube obviously through this time and I would have customers come in and be like, oh my God, like can we take a picture or like, oh, are you broke? You know? And I was like, yeah, like and I know that it was just people in my town and like the neighboring towns and stuff, but I was so like mind blown of it. I was like, wow, this is so crazy. It used to be, you know, just my friends knew and like, I guess people in school knew, but no one really like talked about it. Yeah. Um, and I guess like around that time I started getting emails for like business offers and stuff like that too. I did not know what the heck I was doing. I said yes <laughs> to so many deals I should not have said yes to. But, um, <laughs> your dog? Yeah, I'll show you. Come here, <laughs> I have a little mini cockapoo. He's one years old. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> precious. Oh my gosh. He's my little baby. <laughs> so cute. He's a good boy, but he's still like kind of a barker when he sees the neighbors. <laughs> so cute. I know. Obsessed. <laughs> so yeah, keep going. Sorry. No, you're good. So I, I would say like high school was really the pivotal time when I was like, wow, like late high school, not like this was like senior year of high school. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this could really be something. And my channel, I just noticed like the views started going up and whatever. I was like, wow, my hard work's like really paying off. Um, and then kind of going into college, uh, definitely too. I took a lot of breaks in college due to like school mm -hmm. stuff, but there, you know, there would be years that it'd be really good. Like freshman year was really good. Sophomore year, I took a bunch of breaks. Junior year and senior year, I'd say a lot of growth too. So since then I guess a constant cycle Lucky. yeah no that's awesome I also just noticed too I just like clicked your page because I'm gonna post like a picture and um like from your page after this and yeah. I, so I was just looking and I noticed that you have 95.5k and I'm like she's almost at 100 <laughs> thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah no it's been really growing a lot even recently with I think the New York City vlogs and stuff that's like just another 
content totally. niche to kind of go into. I think everybody, like, I'm still trying to find my, like, little niche on the internet. You know, when I first started, I was doing, like, beauty and fashion videos. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm by no means qualified to give beauty and fashion advice. I was just doing yeah. what was popular. Yeah. And then I think I've kind of made my channel more so a reflection of me and not what everybody, what I think everybody would like, but just what I like. So. Yeah, no, it's cool. And I, it's funny, I just had a podcast interview before this um, with this girl who owns, she is an artist from Hanson Mass, and she owns, actually, you might have seen it like online. So she did like a buzz off. She's um, a black female owned company and she did a buzz off. She raised $12,000 and she shaved her head. I so, did not see this. That's awesome. Yeah, you got to follow her. Pocket of Sunshine. She's amazing. But um we were talking about like evolving in art and I feel like that's kind of connecting to what we're talking about now. Like everything is all about evolving and like being able to evolve with the times and evolve with your growth. Because I think, I forget where I saw it, but someone was saying um, that like, if you constantly were just doing the same thing since you were like 13 or however, yeah. you know, whatever, could you imagine that? Like your personality is going to change so much. Yeah. So it's like, that's cool that you're recognizing that. Like, you're like, no, that's, I'm still trying to figure it out and find it. And like being able to evolve with your own growth and your own development is important. Um, How did you start your podcast with like Gals on the Go? Like what started that? Yeah. Um, So I very candidly never really listened to podcasts really much before we started. I listened to like very niche like ones about like TV shows I watched or whatever, Uh, but not like mainstream or like influencer podcasts, but I just Mm -hmm. knew it was very like up and coming. I had heard a lot about them. I was like, what's all this talk about podcasts? And Danielle and I, a lot of people don't know, we've been really good friends since we were both in high school. We We both just ended up going to the same college and we were friends for that first year. And then like, Wait, you guys the- are from the same town? No, she's from Florida and I'm from New York. We were oh, friends okay. from YouTube. Oh, okay, from, YouTube. From yeah, social yeah. media, we became okay. friends when we were very young. Okay. Uh, and we met up several times, had traveled together, like whatever. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then she ended up coming to Georgia. She's two years younger than me though. So we went mm-hmm. to the same college. She's two year age difference. And um, I feel like we just were on the topic of podcast one day. I like brought it up to my parents and somehow I was like, I would never want to do a podcast alone, but I would do it with Danielle. Mm-hmm. Because we're both, like, on social media. I thought that it wasn't very, like, it wasn't, like, random. Like, I'm pulling one of my roommates who, like, isn't on social media into it. Yeah. Like, we both, like, kind of had a social media presence. And it took us a little bit to get started because we didn't really know what we were doing and, like, whatever. But we started August of 2018, and we haven't missed a week of uploading since then. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. It's crazy, too. Like, did you feel like your following kind of just, like, came naturally since you guys all had you guys both had like your own followings already or did you feel like gals on the go kind of made its own type of people? Cause podcasting is so different. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good question. Um, so a little bit of both, because I think at first it, it was a definitely a slow growth. Like I remember us seeing our numbers and like at the time they felt so big, but like mm-hmm. now compared to our numbers, I'm like, wow, wow. Like a lot of growth has happened since then. And I think pod like, Yes, it definitely helped that we had a following to start because obviously our, our listenership didn't start at zero, but it took time. It took yeah. probably a year, a year and a half to like really get it going. Like I don't feel like we confidently had a, a flow of it till like early this year. So yeah. Um, although we were uploading every week and like the content, and everything was fine. It just I felt like in terms of like really building it into a business, it takes time. I think it does. People don't realize that you know they're like I want to start a podcast. 
And like, I know everybody gets sponsors on podcasts. It's like, it's going to take you some time. Like you could totally get there and like, mm-hmm. it's so possible, but, um, so yeah, I would say listeners primarily like at first came from YouTube, but now we get people all the time who are like, I just listen to the podcast or I get viewers on YouTube who are like, I actually don't listen to your podcast. Uh, like, it's just not for me. And I don't judge. I'm like, I totally get it. Like every, mm-hmm. everybody has their own thing. Or if they like Danielle and they don't like me, I get yeah. it. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not judging. Like, I, yeah. or vice versa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, I'm, and I'm not here to sit and tell you like what to consume. I'm just saying like, I'm putting out this content if you want to consume it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, podcasting is like one of those things that to me, I I like to just have it on in the car, like if I'm going for a Same. walk and just like mindfully, li- like mindlessly listen to it. Um, whereas I think people get like afraid of it almost like they're like, well, I don't want to sit here and listen to it. Like there's nothing to see. It's not music, like whatever. It's like you don't have to like fully pay attention nobody's asking you to take notes like you just listen to like episodes that you like skip through things you don't like to hear and like yeah if I don't like the title I'm not I might not listen to it yeah Yeah. and there's like tons of podcasts that I listen to that I'm like I'm not gonna listen to this episode it's just like doesn't pertain to me doesn't like catch my interest but like the next one I'm gonna listen to you know like crime junkie for example I'll always look at crime junkies like oh yeah and sometimes I'm like nah not into it but like most of them I love um yeah it's just like a different world podcasting it's hard and like I do two a week and oh that's awesome yeah and like it's 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 growing. I mean, it's been happening since I think like the end of March, beginning. Of oh, April. okay. So you just started yeah. like a quarantine. I just project. started. Yeah. Um, and it's like, like you said, like I probably won't really notice like a big jump for a while. Like it's a lot of work. It's legit a job and like social media on its own with like putting it out there and, um, getting the right people to like listen to it and promote it for me and help me and whatever is like, it's a lot of work, you know? It and, is. Yeah. yeah I- and it's what were we gonna say sorry no I was gonna say I think a lot of people think oh like I mean as we just said before we started recording like we're in our pajamas like we're in comfy clothes like yeah you're not wearing makeup so people are like I want a podcast like it's super chill but I would say podcasting is one of the hardest things to grow it is because it's not like YouTube where there's an SEO algorithm Mm -hmm. you really have to promote it on your other platforms Mm -hmm. but not everybody like you said is inclined to listen to a podcast it's still not it's not something that everybody has like come to yet so I get that. yeah and I also feel like it's important too to like speak from the heart on a podcast because like that's what people are going to gravitate towards whereas like on uh, like YouTube's different because you can edit it and like um you don't even need to talk like you could just show different things different clips um like going out to eat or you know you're shopping with your friends or doing your makeup whatever but like a podcast it's like you all they're doing is listening to your voice so you really have to like have good ideas and like things that people want to listen to and also be authentic I was like kind of afraid at first to obviously it's called blissful love so I'm like I want everything to be light and happy and whatever so I was afraid to ever address anything that was touchy um like a difficult conversation mental health all these different things and I'm like why it's part of my life it's part of me it's a part of my growth and like Although, yeah, it's blissful love. I'm always going to bring it back to that happiness and that like inner strength and all of it, but I'm going to be me still. And yeah. And that's like, I think really important and hopefully what will help me grow and develop and keep going with it. Um, So yeah, I feel like listening to other people's podcasts too. And like hearing that is what has helped me choose that. You know what I mean? Um, So 
Okay, going back to your quitting your job, <laughs> what is your biggest piece of advice that you would give to a person who is interested in quitting their full-time job to pursue something unconventional? Um, okay, well, give it time. Like, if you have a side hustle or something, like, it's going to suck, honestly, straight up. Like, it's it was fun for me in a way because I was like, I thought of YouTube and all my other stuff as more of a hobby versus now it really is, like, my job. Mm -hmm. Um but it definitely isn't going to be great. You know, all those hours that you have to spend like staying up or saying no to social outings or whatever it is, because you have to like really grind to get there. But like, I don't jump before you're like, not like, if you're not ready, don't do it yet. Like, even if you're, you have an inkling and you're like, I really want to, but I know that it will probably be best if I wait another three months financially for me to save. I would really recommend waiting because yeah. it's really just the uncertainty is really stressful. I think yeah. I, I personally gave myself after I quit my job, I gave myself like mentally, I didn't like write it down or anything. But I was like, I'm going to give myself six months. And if I can't make it after six months and if I was like dipping into my savings or whatever, then I would try to find another job, you know, mm -hmm. cause I have the college education and stuff like that. So I think have plans for yourself in place like safe. Uh, it's impossible to have like a safety net, but like always have a plan A, plan B type of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, it's definitely attainable. I want to keep it, like, I want everyone to be, like, motivated that it's definitely possible, but it's, uh, I think it's everybody's goal to make their side hustle into their main hustle, you know, because most people, like, prefer the side hustle. Mm -hmm. so just keep going. Don't get mm -hmm. discouraged. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, like, it is important for you to address, to the fact that, like, you had that, what's the word, like, safety net, I guess. Like you knew, yeah. okay, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to do this. Like you weren't saying, okay, I'm going to give up and not do YouTube anymore and just say, okay, I suck. Like you were like, oh, no, no, I'm going to yeah. go back to a job and like still do this, but this is going to be not my full-time gig. And it's like, that doesn't mean that you failed. That just means that you have some more work to do and more growth and development to do. And it's like, that's kind of cool. Like for me, I, I think about it. I'm like, I would love to just quit right now and do this. And it's like, no, everything that I'm doing right now to get there is humbling me as a human. It's allowing me to feel the growth, feel the development within myself. And it's like, cool, you know? And like, you did that, you took that like leap. And it's like, you saw so many different things I'm sure like yeah. you were like oh my gosh like this is crazy like I can do this and like I have to work my ass off but like I'm gonna get there I'm gonna do it and that's like so cool like it's I, I can't even believe that you moved to New York either it's like how, what did that what made you do that like what inspired you to do that <laughs> um I've always wanted to end up here like yeah. I said I'm from Long Island New York originally and I went to school very far away like in Georgia and I was like that was always my goal even like junior senior year of college I was like when I graduate, I want to get a job in New York City. I applied mm -hmm. to what feels like every job in New York City, and I got, like, rejected or never heard back, or yeah. it didn't work out. There was one that I was interested in, but the role just, like, it didn't really line up with me, and I was, like, going to settle. So I was, like, I'm not going to do this. Um, and I started expanding my job search, and I got the job opportunity in Boston. And I, I kind of knew. I was, like, it doesn't have to be long-term. I don't need to end up here. Um it was a little bit shorter term than I had planned for in terms of yeah. like the job, the whole situation, but mm -hmm. you can, you, you can only plan for so much, you know, life kind of takes its own path after a certain um, point. Mm -hmm. And after being in Boston for a year, I just realized that the dream of being like wanting to end up in New York never really died. And I kind of had no reason to further be in Boston. 
Um, my family's close to here, like I said, like all my friends from high school are here. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I'm like moving for those reasons, but like I just had more reasons to be here than in Boston. Yeah. And I still love Boston. Fantastic city. Like mm-hmm. I would love to like raise a family there someday. Mm-hmm. Um, but New York has just always been the dream. I guess. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you enjoyed your time in Boston. So far, I love this an amazing city for someone in their twenties. Yeah, I will say, like the one of the best. Like yeah. the, the going out scene, just mm-hmm. the city is so clean and nice, and mm-hmm. I just love it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like growing up here, like it's when I see people like move here, like um, whether it's like an influencer or like people from soul cycle that come from like California or whatever, yeah. you know, like I, um, I don't know if you know, Maddie Sitchikoni. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had her on the podcast and she's, she's oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. But we were like talking about how like, it's so different than being from like coming from California. Right. Yeah. Like she, that's not where she's from, but she lived there for a while. And she's like, the transition is crazy, but like, it's, it's a city like no other. And it's true. It's like, I never really thought of it like that because that's where yeah. I'm from. But it's like, it's, it is, it's like such a cool place to be in your twenties, a hundred percent. And I feel like there's so many different types of people here. There's so many different cultures and the food. And I, I don't know, I feel like we're a very diverse city and I enjoy it. So I'm glad you enjoyed your time here. <laughs> I did. And I really like, I, that's why I never want people, I feel like people are out here like, stop bashing Boston. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> like, I'm really like, I love my time there. I just, yeah. I'm young and I'm I'm so fortunate and privileged to have the, the resources to be able to try something new so I'm going mm-hmm. to you know like I I want to like explore different places like I love New York so far and I do see myself here for a while totally like, and then I want to try somewhere else like yeah 100% you know? you're young you're single like why yeah not? that's yeah. what I'm saying I'm like I have no one like really tying me anywhere yeah 100% and plus like you said now you're closer to your family and like friends yep. that you can reconnect with and all that so why not do it while you're young um, what have you found to be the biggest struggle in your life when it comes to being an influencer and on social media? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, recently it's been kind of drawing the line of like what's shown and what's not, because I really am a little, honestly, I'm too open and it's like bitten me in the butt, I guess, in the past, um, with personal relationships and friendships and things like that, or just introducing people that I shouldn't have introduced or whatever it is um and it hasn't been anything like too too tragic but I think that as I'm unnaturally my mom says it she's like you're always you've always been an oversharer like when people mm-hmm. ask me how my day is I'm like oh well this morning sucks but then <laughs> but then this afternoon it got better like you know I'm like just yeah. one of those people that I'll just like talk to and tell you like my life story mm-hmm. yeah especially after one too many drinks yep um, <laughs> the worst <laughs> yeah not good but no. I'm working on it because I do want to keep that realness while still trying to maintain, not even like a personal life because my personal life honestly is online, but trying yeah. to maintain, you know, I am young and figuring it out and dating and I'm, maybe I'm making new friends in the city. Like, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that every person I meet needs to be plastered all over my social media. I think some mm-hmm. things can be kept private. Yeah. And too, it's probably tough to like figure out, like I was listening, who was I listening to? Oh, um, Brianna Chicken Fry, what's her last name? Do you know her from TikTok? No. <laughs> so she like just started a, um, a podcast through Barstool, like Brianna oh, cool. Uncut or something. And she was talking to another TikToker and they were saying like, it's hard to depict like who to share as well because some people like that come into your life when you're 
like prevalent on social media are kind of like doing it for the wrong reasons and like that's kind of a bummer because it's like then it yeah. it almost like takes away from your authenticity because it's like you're trying to like put up a wall when it's like yeah that's not even necessarily what you want to do but I think it's also kind of like an important lesson to learn because life is hard and like people are mean and yeah. people are good there's a lot of good people out there too but we need to learn to just like kind of know like where the line's at you know what I mean and like I completely know how to protect ourselves yeah could not agree more yeah yeah. and like that can be hard for somebody like you who wants to share and like show like no my day sucked (laughs) like this is what happened I I just do believe also I'm like I I think it's and I don't want to be like I'm such a good person but I believe that everybody has good intentions because I lay the cards as they're dealt like if I don't like someone I'm not gonna like fake it like I probably just don't like them so I genuinely believe in my heart that people come into my life or in anybody's life for good intentions and not everybody does no. like with a, with a good heart and with good intentions. I mean, yeah, no, totally. I've experienced a lot of that in the past year. Um, and partially due to my, me being naive, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I think it was a, a lesson learned also like maybe don't open yourself up to every person that just like, is nice to you, Brooke. Like, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, I do this, I do the same thing. And then like, I think being able to reflect on it though, and like talk about it and have a conversation about it and like understand that that's how you are is like kind of how you can grow from it, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, okay. So this one's like a tough, kind of a tough question, but I feel like a lot of like TikTokers, YouTubers, um, podcasters have been talking about it recently. Like how do you handle negativity from like your fan base or just like other social media people like I see a lot of like hatred on your guys things and it's like obviously it's gonna happen it's like if you have a large following people are gonna have their opinions whatever but like how do you handle those things yeah I'm I'm learning there's a difference between hate Mm -hmm. you know words like you're fat you gained weight you're ugly like why do you even bother like that's Mm -hmm. like pure hate versus constructive or just criticism in general yeah and I have in the past I'm really open about this I've just been very hasty with my replies to things and it's kind of like my way or the highway I know I'm right that's just the Aries in me I'm not actually but you know what I mean like I (laughs) just very like so I'm I'm learning yeah how how to respond to it better how to take it. And I realize I have to recognize my brain. Sometimes I can't respond to it right away because I have to take a step back and realize what angle is this person coming from? Is it coming from a, I actually do really like you, Brooke, but you need to work on this. Or is it from a, I just hate you and you're ugly. And like, I, um, so I try to deal with it with neutrality and with a level clear head. And that's something new that I'm really going for um, because I recognize that some things I do and say are wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely. Like, I'm by no means by claiming that I'm always right. I probably do something wrong every day. Yeah. And the only thing that I can do is recognize that and move forward because totally. um, so I'm trying my best, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be hard too. It's like all eyes are on you sometimes. And it's like, obviously I'm gonna say the wrong thing obviously like everybody does all day long you know like we're human yeah and it's that's like another thing that I like am fearful of but I know I shouldn't be because it's like why you know people are always gonna have things to say no matter what you do in your life I actually completely yeah I had a conversation with one of my friends yesterday who also owns a small business and we were talking about um 
during, she, so she is a black woman owned company as well. And she's been very active about the Black Lives Matter movement. And she was just talking about like how we, she didn't really get much backlash on it, which is great. Obviously I would hope with all of my heart that she wouldn't, but she was saying like, I'm just waiting for like the day that somebody says something to me or like, whether it be about that or something different, like, and I've thought that way too. Like, I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't know if someone's going to message me one day and be like, your podcast sucks or something, you know? And I'm like, what would I do? Like, how would I respond? And I think exactly what you said, like, wait, don't respond. Well, I know because I respond out of emotion so much and that I yeah. end up hating myself for it. And it's something that I thought really quickly, but it's not what I truly meant. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm learning that. Yeah. Just to really think things through. I mean, if it's like pure, hatred like I said or or even just negativity that I shouldn't address like I, I I'll look at it and just not say anything yeah um I don't get back to every DM as it is positive or negative just because I simply don't have enough time yeah I'm uh, trying my best yeah. but yeah I think that's the answer yeah no totally that's a good answer um okay so I put up a little like poll for questions um, from people they didn't it's funny because I didn't say who like what oh, influencer okay. was coming on I was just like so all you YouTube fans like oh, I'm having cool. a YouTuber on so I chose three of the best ones that I like sure. so the first one was if you could change one thing in your life right now what would it be and why oh gosh <laughs> right now what would I change oh I mean like could we cancel the pandemic like yeah I mean, no yeah. seriously <laughs> I feel like I'm like living in this new city and I can't even do anything no but I seriously know. and it's just like tragic I mean it's horrible like yeah how much has been lost from this whole like series of life I also feel like I'm wasting away like on for selfish this is extremely selfish like I feel like I'm wasting away my 20s through the pandemic I know because I know yeah I feel that way too I'm like I just turned 25 and my whole 25 years of living has been the pandemic <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, okay, so 23 to 24 is canceled. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> um, but actually though, it's just been a really, other than that, I'm so blessed. Like I have a lot of really good things going for me right now. And mm-hmm. like work and like the new place and like just living, like I'm very thankful for everything else. So uh, I mean, cancel Corona. Let's yeah. Find a cure. Corona. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. Okay. Next one. If you could go back in time and choose to do this, like I'm assuming this means social media instead of going to college, would you have? Definitely not. Oh my gosh. Of course not. I am so thankful for my college years, uh, for the education mostly, but then also just for those years of development. Um, I think that I thought that I knew everything in the world at 18 and I realized that I knew probably 1% of what I know now. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, everybody thinks that, you know, when you're young, you think you know everything about the world and like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I don't, I'm an expert. Like, no, you're not. You're yeah. so young and na- naive and yeah. all those things. Um, and I would encourage anybody who's like on the edge of, you know, should I pursue this passion of mine or go to college? Like if you're really on the edge, I would say do college because I think you'll never, like you said, you'll never regret your education. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people say that they do regret going to college. So I feel like that's something that you should give you the opportunity to. Yeah, absolutely. Good answer. Okay. The last question from a fan is, do you think you'll ever move back to Boston? Ooh. which I feel like you kind of already answered, but yeah, um, <laughs> l- later in my life, I would totally be open to it. I don't know where I'm going to be next year, let alone in like 10 years, like mm-hmm. five year question makes me so nervous. Cause I don't know what I'm doing like next year. Yeah. Um, 
I totally see myself doing that. Um, maybe not to like the city, maybe to like the suburbs or maybe living. I don't know. I mean, yeah, not tomorrow, but I loved my time in Boston. Yeah, that's great. Okay. And then to end our little interview, I know that social media and YouTube and constantly feeling like connected can be a lot mentally. Um, I am by no means an influencer or anything big on social media, but owning a company and hosting Blissful Up has opened me up to how much time, effort, and energy is necessary to be put into social media. So it can be exhausting and mentally draining. So I can imagine how it feels for you sometimes. And I talk about recharging a lot and taking care of ourselves mentally. Um, I love to meditate and do yoga and mindfulness oh, practices. Yeah, but I find that I feel most inspired and creative and recharged after a weekend when like I'm with my family and friends or my boyfriend go away or whatever. Um, I really like thrive off of being with people I love and having like drinks and laughs and whatever. Um, so what is your favorite way to recharge and what do you do for yourself to keep your inner strength and feel like re-energized to keep going and motivated to keep doing YouTube and everything that you're doing. Yeah. Um, well, that's great that you meditate and everything because yeah, my answer is you. not going to be like yeah. that. Um, you're like, I meditate. I'm like, okay, I watch Netflix. Um, <laughs> I, I watch, I consume a lot of content like Instagram, Instagram stories, just YouTube. So sometimes I have to get out of like my friend bubble because I watch a lot of my friends even I'm like that's great I love staying in touch with my friends that way but sometimes I'm like I need to just like watch rewatch Gossip Girl for the 80th time or whatever it is yeah. even like one episode will get me going relax me before bed whatever honestly do I ever completely unplug no like I'm really I'm an addict um I mean when I sleep I do I guess yeah and then on the other the flip side of that is definitely spending time with friends and family when it's safe to do so I mean I've even amid the pandemic like when my family and I would uh, like watch shows together and like drink or like you know have a little cheese plate like whatever we did like those were the times that like then the next day I felt very like recharged and ready to go so yeah completely agree I think spending time with loved ones is really important yeah totally I feel like it can be hard to like step away from the social media world and like just like the portal of our phones but it is so important hard. yeah it's so hard like my boyfriend and I say it all the time we're like we are bad like we're bad like we we get home from work and we're like sitting there I'm like what are we doing I just watched like three hours of TikToks like what I know <laughs> it's Seriously. so bad but it's important to like step away and be like okay I need it's hard though like to completely detach it's hard like I'll, or I'll tell myself like I won't go on Instagram for this hour I'll just answer text but then somehow I end up on Twitter like it's always mm -hmm. something yeah and it's hard too like I think people forget that like um whether you're an influencer or like I own a small business and have the podcast and like you're a podcast or whatever like it's your job like you yeah. have to like be connecting with people and answering people and posting content and posting stories and like whatever and it's it's a lot like totally. in order to be inspired to do all of that like you have to kind of be like relevant on it like you have to look at other people and interact with other people and like see other content to like be inspired to post your own things Completely you know agree. Yep. yeah so it can be really hard um but yeah no I I completely agree with the recharging of being with friends and family like that's exactly how I feel I think it's so important um yeah so thank you so much for coming on blissful up it was no, so thank fun. you for having me this was so <laughs> yeah. fun I'm glad we got to connect and like I feel so happy. I feel like you're such like a positive energy. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> I love that. So yes, thank you so much, Brooke. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. To end off today's episode, I wanted to read this passage. 
You guys know when I find a book I love, I get stuck on it from my book Anxiety Happens, and I it's couldn't have been more perfect. Um, it is chapter 11 in the book, and it's called Taking a Leap. So I just wanted to share this little chapter with you guys. It's not really a practice or an exercise, but just to kind of listen and connect the dots and be mindful of all of the words. So here we go. All choices and actions involve some risk. You simply don't know what the future holds and what you may find in life. Many people remain stuck because they're unwilling to risk taking a step, preferring the old and familiar, even if it's deadening. To get us out of this rut, life is asking each of us to choose to be willing to risk stepping into the unknown because that's how we grow. In this sense, willingness is a leap of faith. It's like jumping off of a diving board into a pool, not knowing exactly what the water temperature will be or what the experience will be like. This is quite different than wading into the pool, testing the water, seeing if it is too hot, too cold, too dirty, and so on. Waiting isn't willingness. It's gradual and conditional. And so you're left making choices based on how you feel or what you might think or feel. Willingness as a leap means to show up and be open to experiencing everything that your mind and body may offer, not knowing exactly what you may find from one moment to the next. This stance is arms open wide. It's the opposite of fighting anxiety with all you've got. In fact, if you're willing, you can actually do it right now. There's a little passage that's a practice. It's called arms wide open. Stand up for a moment. If you're sitting, that works too. Open your arms as wide as you can and keep them like that for a while. While you're spreading your arms like this, allow your experiences to come and be just what they are. Make no attempt to change them. Open up to them all. Really feel them and let them be. Assuming this posture is great practice and can actually be fun, this willingness posture captures the essence of the live approach you're practicing in this book. With arms open, you're receptive unrestricted. Now you're allowing what's there anyway. This stance is needed to live more fully and without all the limitations imposed by the mind and feelings. Here's why we think willingness is so powerful. Many people treat anxiety as their worst enemy, but what if anxiety isn't the enemy? What if you could learn to develop some kindness and compassion for all your experience, including anxiety and for yourself? Struggling would no longer be necessary. You'd cut the fuel line to your anxieties and new options would become available to you. So when we encourage you to be willing, we're not asking you to like everything that life offers. As you step forward, willingness is asking you to open up to every aspect of your experience fully and without defense because in opening, you gain freedom to do what matters to you. You're practicing living fearlessly. I know that was short and sweet, but I love it. And I feel like it fit perfectly with this episode and everything that we were talking about. So I hope that you guys all really enjoyed this episode. Today is Sunday, July 26th, and it is Plants Bliss Love's first ever yard sale with Bouquet of Happiness and Carrie Phelan Designs. So I am super excited, but I got to get going. And I will see you guys all on Thursday. Bye, guys. <laughs>